Hey, welcome back. This is the Palo Buzz, your source for all things digital marketing. I'm your host, Keith, content marketer and copywriter here at Palo Creative. On the podcast today, we do this almost four hours a day. Care to take a guess? The answer is right in front of you, literally. Still not sure? Don't worry, you have some time to figure it out. Plus, for me as a content marketer, I struggle with writer's block quite a bit. We'll have some tips to get the creative juices flowing, especially if you're not naturally creative. And Google Guides, how they can affect your business. Those stories and much more on today's Palo Buzz. The Palo Creative team is here. Jim, our digital media director. John, marketing and media manager. And our digital marketers, Stephanie and Ryan. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Good, Keith. You awesome. don't get writer's block, do you, Keith? Yeah, writer's block. No, <laughs> just every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you figure out the answer to our question? We do this on average more than three and a half hours a day, more than watching TV. We won't hold you in suspense any longer. Ryan, what is it we do for this amount of time a day? So, yeah, we're on our phones a lot each day. Um, according to eMarketer, mobile devices are now beating traditional TV by eight minutes per day. Uh, this time for mobile devices includes everything from browsing the internet, watching YouTube, uh, replying to emails, and so on. Uh, the eMarketer forecast estimates adults will spend about 3 hours and 43 minutes per day on a mobile device, whereas uh, they're watching TV for about three and a half hours. Uh, what's interesting about that is, although traditional TV is you know slowly s- sort of declining, the average consumer does spend about 1 hour and 37 minutes a day watching digital video whereas they're spending three hours and 55 minutes a day watching TV. Hmm. Interesting about the statistics that Ryan just shared was the time that we watch TV because I don't think I even spend an hour watching TV a day. I don't either. You also gotta look at the other's perspective. There's people who are retired and just watching TV all day, so. So they yeah, kind of skew the numbers that, a little bit. The couch potato factor. Yeah. Because if they sit there, like if you go home after, even if you go home after work and just sit and watch TV until you fall asleep, that's uh, six to twelve. That's six hours. Yeah. Well, another thing that when I was reading Times the article, all the Al Bundy's. <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading the article, one thing I was thinking to myself was even if I am watching TV, I'm still on my phone. Oh, so his three and three could be the same three. Yeah. He like said a, three hours on phone, three hours on TV, right. but that's not exclusive. So are they saying if you're watching TV, Mutual you're not on your phone, or are they just you know, generalize? Yeah. Like, cause I'm usually, I don't know, playing a game on my phone. Uh, I don't think show. so. I don't think eMarketer specified, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. That's well, just interesting to, uh-huh. you know, even from your own habits to compare, like, a statistic. Like, Keith, you said you don't watch TV yeah. near your three. You're not getting your three hours of daily mm-hmm. recommended dosage of right. TV. <laughs> but John did make a good point because I do have the TV on. I'm just not watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm on my phone. Oh, and it's on. Like, so in the it's most of the time, the yeah. So there's times where it's gonna be on. It's just on mute. And I fall asleep with the TV on. I'm not oh, watching them. So how do they know? They don't. They how do you ads. know you're not still consuming the ads? Like like osmosis. It's still like you're letting you're, you're listening to them in your sleep. So <laughs> your dream self just heard the heard the ad. Yeah. So Apple has the screen time feature on the de- mobile devices. Now, I don't use mine. I turn mine off to save battery, but do any of you any of you use the screen time? Because I'm curious, what is the longest that you've been on your phone in a given day? I do, I'm gonna look at it. Because I always John has. Is it, it measuring it on, does. Your, on your iPhone? Mm-hmm. 
And I hate looking at it because it's always an outrageous so, number wait, that you wouldn't expect. Over under five hours. For John? On For John, time? yeah. Oh, under. So last seven days, my average is four hours and 12 minutes a day. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> Whoa, really? Here we go. Nine hours total on social networking, seven hours on games, and one hour and 40 minutes on productivity. I wonder what's what considered so what's, productivity. Yeah, yeah, I was going like to say, what's outlook? considered productivity? Email? Maybe. I don't know. I think texting your wife should be counted as productivity. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that could keep you out of trouble and, and create a healthier relationship. I think they're counting my stock app as productivity. Oh, there you go. Making money. Yeah. Yeah, I hate looking at this, though, because it's four hours a day that I'm just sitting on my phone. Hmm. How much time do you spend on Google? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good segue to our next topic that Jim's going to talk about with Google Guides and and how it can affect your business. Oh, right. Yeah. So so not everybody knows what a Google Guide is. Did did anyone here, like, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but have you heard of a Google Guide? I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I can't say I have. I don't think I've ever heard of one outside of interacting with Google My Business, which I do a lot, because I, and I am a Google guide, but no one you know ever told me to be one. It's just part of the Google My Business ecosystem, and uh, I think it's really cool because uh, Google is collecting information about places, restaurants, businesses, um, national monuments, tourist attractions, and that kind of thing um, through Google My Business. And you, you can contribute. So you can leave reviews and you can take photos and upload the photos of a place you visit. And then Google adds them to Google Maps. And everybody uses Google Maps all day long. So you guys have been seeing photos from Google Guides not knowing those are from Google Guides. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, if you're, at a, if you're sitting at a location and you open your Google My Business um, through the Maps... So you want to open Google Maps. And you know how you have that little dot that tells you where you are um, on the Google mm-hmm. my uh, on the Google Map? So if you zoom in on where you're at, I can see that I'm sitting at Palo Creative. There's a little, I can't show, do this on a podcast, but just to talk you through it. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you where you're at. You can click on where you're at. And then it'll if you click the business, you can say uh, contribute. So especially if you go to photos, so let me go over to photos. Um, If you go to photos, there's a button that says add photo. And if you add photo, then you are becoming like a Google guide. You're doing Google a little bit of a favor by providing content that's attached to that business. But here's where it can affect your business. If I load a photo, it's gonna show up on that business's Google My Business page, whether that business approved it or not. I could take a really horrible photo of your business and upload it and if you're not paying attention it just got posted to your google my business page mm-hmm. and if you're really not paying attention it could become your cover photo and i would I, if i owned a business i wouldn't like that so do you have to be at the location to be able to post to that location good question but no it's so, easier to do if you're already there but you could take pictures from a week ago that you took Go back to Google Maps, go back to their business listing, add photo, and I could just pick any photo off my phone and load it. So I guess where I was going with that is if somebody decides to try and sabotage your, your listing, couldn't mm-hmm. they theoretically just put like a bunch of 
things that aren't even your business on uh, there? Yeah, they could put the, a really bad, like a, a wrong picture of an entry there. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it would get flagged and pulled down. If you were paying attention to it. Or right, and, and I, now I don't know if Google has, uh, that's a good question, I'd like to check in Google and see, because location data is typically captured on a photo from your cell phone, so if I was Google, I would say, wait a minute, mm -hmm. that picture's from Boardman Park, not <laughs> Canfield's, you know, Greasel Park or something. It, it, like, the yeah. location data attached to the photo should be able to tell Google if it's legitimately from that location or not. So if you try to totally scam it. But if, if you still, like, put up a bad picture, you know, like the worst picture, like the back alley in the dumpster, there, you can totally do that. So if you're controlling your Google My Business listing, you should, you know, delete it. You can mark it for deletion. It'll probably come off. Um, but you want to, like, actively manage that and take a look at that. Or if you're just, like, a, like taking photos, you should go out and take good photos of businesses and mm -hmm. load, load them up. Mm -hmm. Like, my favorite businesses, like, if I go to a winery that I really like, I try to take a nice picture. I put it up there, and it, and it gives them a little boost because now they have fresh nice photos on their page because of their patrons or whoever. It sounds very f uh, similar to TripAdvisor. If you're yeah. familiar with the TripAdvisor yeah. app, and you're Yelp. going on there, you leave yeah. in Yelp as well, yeah. you leave reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know with Google Guides, can you earn badges or a status? Yes, I have. And badges. actually become like a recommended. That's what I was going to ask. Like, uh, can you become yeah. a viewer? A Google Guide influencer? Yeah. Yes, you certainly can. Let me see people what are my level is here. I'm, uh, I'm working on leveling up. I got leveled up enough that Google, they invited me to submit an application to go to the Google Guides conference, but I'm <laughs> sure I won't get picked because they're going to pick more influential people than me because I'm just like, kind of casually doing this. Um, let me see, your contributions. Yeah, I'm a level five. So that's like the level where Google starts paying attention to you as a Google Guide. Um, and that just means I have a lot of uh, a lot of views. Let me see my photos. I've uploaded 133 photos. I have 1,010,000 views. Wow. And two likes. Nice. <laughs> For a thousand, a, t a million views. My my ratio to like to, to uh, view uh, ratio isn't really high. There is it. I gotta work wow, on that. That is a lot of views though. Yeah, I think people don't click like a whole lot on yeah. these. It's not like Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, will you be using this when you're on vacation next week? Oh, well, uh -huh. I don't <laughs> for security purposes. I go dark uh, for a week until I, like I come back. <laughs> so we can't post this until you get back. Oh, no. Now they know you're gone. Just sabotage you. Ah, it's okay. It's just a podcast. That's all right. I don't know how many, how many burglars in, in my area listen to this podcast. It should be okay. So, so is it based on the views that the status is measured like if oh this person is a level six because they have 1.5 million views how does that yeah it counts how many photos you leave and how many reviews you leave so in the in the old days you know maybe a restaurant knew this is a restaurant critic from the local newspaper that just entered my establishment uh oh you know mm -hmm. I better serve them right I better do a good job well, now, you know, somebody who, who's very active on Yelp or a Google guide could walk in and you may not know who they are. And, and so I, I feel like the whole social media dynamic um, has, a, you know, up the level of service. You know, the level of service we expect to get and the level of service provided is, is because, like, anybody can just be a local guide and you want to know.
leave a, a message here and hope that thousands of people see it. Uh, because reviews obviously impact your business a lot. Mm -hmm. So Google Guides do that. So, you know, maybe get uh, your friends and family to become Google Guides <laughs> or used to leaving reviews and, you know, come in your business or establishment and, you know, leave some reviews for you. I'm sure you already did that. That's a creative tactic, isn't it, Keith? Oh, ho, ho, ho. now that's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, bit, are you in a bit of a creative slump? Are you, John? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Especially when ideas aren't coming to you. So being creative isn't as easy as just flipping a switch. But there are ways to jumpstart your creativity. And mm -hmm. Stephanie has the juicy details. That's right. <laughs> so as marketers, you know, we're expected to provide a fresh and creative perspective. You know, a lot of the time it's one of our main roles. Um, but just like anyone else, we can hit roadblocks too. And, uh, you know, we can be really hard on ourselves sometimes when we feel like we're struggling with coming up with unique creative ideas. Um, so I found a really cool HubSpot article on some exercises that can help the creative thinking process. So I just wanted to share those with our listeners because I feel like we could all, you know, get some help and need some help sometimes with that. <laughs> so one suggestion is keeping a doodle journal to help build out visual ideas, just like a little notepad by your desk can kind of help. So if you're staring at the screen for too long, this is a great way to help organize your thoughts and work through the creative process. Um, another is listening to music while you work. I know a lot of us do that here. Um, this has been, you know, proven to help creative thinking by putting you in a better mood and it helps calm your nerves, um, which helps promote the creative thinking process too. Any type of genre in particular. <laughs> so I read, um, that ambient music can help the best is that how you pronounce like it? without vocals yeah, yeah yeah so that's actually been scientifically mm -hmm. proven to help open up the thought process I and thought on that but i don't know maybe this is already in, a, in an article or, mm -hmm. or whether i just think this but so when you listen to classical music or certain types of music um do you feel it in your brain hmm. Have, has has music ever you know, yeah, promoted free thinking in your brain. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I think some of the science behind it is is that um, certain, you know, rhythms, tones, and music um, help fire different areas of the brain and different, mm -hmm. you know, synapses are firing at different places in your brain. And creativity tends to come from the connectivity between the different areas of your brain the, the higher uh, the level that that is happening, the more creative you are. So if you're listening to music and that music sparks uh, uh, neurons that aren't being triggered by your current work, then that creates more connectivity and wow. free thinking of, of your brain. My fourth grade teacher used to play classical music <laughs> for every did test. It, did it help? Uh, I passed. Congrats, <laughs> <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> But has anybody heard that, that music helps increase your, you know, in, intelligence, basically, and that your creativity, wow. the brain function, not necessarily your intelligence, but yeah. overall brain function? At least for me, I feel like it's just a type of music. 
if it's headbanger music, that's not going to help. That's but what helps? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it no. seems like coffee shop music on YouTube yeah. really helps. Okay. Just like smooth jazz, you know? Now, if it's too smooth, does it put you asleep? Yeah, that's where, have to, that's where the cup of coffee comes in. Balance that out. Yeah. Oh, okay, the coffee show. Huh? What kind of music do you guys listen to while at work? Well, I was going to ask Keith, was it you that showed me? There's a site that's not, it's not music. You pick sounds that you want to hear. Mm. And it's like a river. There's yeah, waves crashing. Yes. Birds chirping yeah, for a minute. And I bet you, you can like, put any combination together and like you just listen to oh, that. Oh, really? Wow. So you mix it yourself? Yeah. Huh. I haven't done yeah, that in a while. we should Google what sounds trigger creativity because I'm sure there's something out there. How about you, Ryan? What do you listen to? Uh, a lot of Creed. <laughs> Creed. He's just trolling. Yeah, so music <laughs> definitely helps the creative thinking process. Um, and lastly, um, one of the suggestions were that, you know, creative thinking needs incubation time. So once you've been actively working on an idea or thinking through something, it's actually important <laughs> to step away to help our brains <laughs> break down those ideas even further. So, you know, sometimes it's just important to get up and go outside and take a walk and step away for, you know, a little bit and help it, you know, sit. And, you know, some of our best ideas, like, come to us when we least expect it. So it's yeah, like when yeah. we're in the car or, mm -hmm. you know, in the shower even, <laughs> like, you know. So, Keith, where do you, where do you get your best ideas? <laughs> like, where are you usually located? Yeah. When an idea pops into your head. You want to know the truth? The best time Wait, that this I... Is truth or dare. Truth or dare. It's truth. I yeah. swear the best time that I get creative ideas is Saturday morning. Ooh. I get up, I put on a pot of coffee, and I sit, and for some reason, I don't know, it just kind of comes to me. I watch a couple videos on YouTube. I feel like I am at... The peak on Saturday mornings. Peak Keith. Peak Keith <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> so maybe I should just work Saturdays. So take a day off during the week and yeah. yeah. make up for it. <laughs> you're screw up your Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, how, about, how, about, how about you, Jim? You go, I can go. You go. Or John. Yeah, who wants to go? Totally shower. In the shower? <laughs> yeah, I can't quit working. It's like, well, I'm not working, obviously. Yeah. Like, you just, like getting ready in the morning and then I'm like how in the world are we going to get this website delivered on time there is no way we can't do it and then like you kind of yell at yourself mentally and then your brain's like well we could do this we could do that and then like six different answers come to your brain and then you're like oh, you got to remember it by the time you get to work yeah I think arguing in in my head having arguments in my head is shower for sure Mm -hmm. Like just fake arguments. But do you get creative yeah. about? I mean, is that good or bad? I mean, it's you get creative more, answers, um, inspiration, or yeah. is it just just uh, arguing with yourself? I think uh, going back to what you said about just free thinking. Oh, okay. I think free thinking. I can yeah. really get in my head when I'm in the shower. Mm -hmm. I know it's weird, but if it's true, it's true. Yeah. Ryan. Um. Sometimes when I'm just at home, 
Like, just after work. Yeah. yeah, after work, just you know, I'm just relaxing and mm -hmm. you know, I do. I'm detecting a pattern that it's rarely just, at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I noticed yeah. that too. It's like <laughs> it's your best creative ideas when I'm not okay. Our minds are yeah. in that, you know, okay, what needs done mode, or, and it can uh -huh. kind of fog us up, I think, a little bit. So, you know, I'm gonna flip one little thing on that. Then the other place I feel like I get some good ideas is when I'm put on the spot in the middle of the meeting and the client's sitting there. Oh. <laughs> Some of those are my good ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably my opposite. Uh, yeah, I do Deer in headlights. <laughs> do you make that noise too? Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 no. It's gross. <laughs> it's, it's like one extreme or the other. It's like I put, put me on the spot. I'll like, yeah, more than half mm -hmm. the time it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time it's good. Yeah. I also read that if you have. One, not a work course, but one drink is supposed to increase your creativity too. One drink, like a day? Or not a day. Oh, just like <laughs> a drink of what? <laughs> yes. A drink how, of, how creative. You know, yeah. yeah okay. Like, I don't know, like a beer. And I think that's supposed to help you be slightly more creative. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Does traveling help? Do you think unplugging and time yeah, away? Yeah, traveling was another one that was mentioned. Mm -hmm. Oh, that yeah, was mentioned. Yeah, change in of your environment. Yeah. yeah, change in environment does I help. I think too. change of environment matters a lot because uh, during your everyday routine, your brain is going to filter out mm -hmm. a large percentage of what's going on because you just drive down that road every day. And then if you change your environment, your brain has to pay attention because <laughs> I don't remember where all the crosswalks are and you know all the different things you're checking out. Yeah. So. That, that creates free thinking uh, in your brain. Take a different path to work. Oh, that'll mess up your morning. Yeah. Drive a different way to work. Yeah, your whole morning will be different. I don't even know if I'm fully awake when I'm driving to work. It's, it's like two laps. Mm -hmm. I'm not on my work, so. Well, don't like drive longer. Just to, I'm gonna go right. Can you drive through, through Mill Creek Park if you right. like go to Boardman first and then come yeah. to work? Mm -hmm. Take the scenic route. So those were all. Well, the good topics today. So do we have a fun fact for today? Because yeah. I do if you don't have one, Steph. What is yours? No, we got go for it. yeah. It's National Donut Day. That's the big fact for today. That's not Did you enough. get to enjoy a donut today? Yes. Ryan, did you? What did you have? We went to, we got some donuts during lunch. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. Some cream sticks. Yeah, cream sticks. I had an apple filled one, uh, a cherry one. Wait a minute, how many donuts did you eat? Uh, I had two. Yeah, I had two too. And I shared I one with John. Two. Yeah, you right. had one. Well, I guess it was the same two extremes. It's not like a mm -hmm. two, a dozen. What else no. did you have? A rotisserie chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had some chicken. Oh, chicken. <laughs> chicken and donuts. Ryan, chicken day. Ryan yeah, ate a whole chicken at lunch. I ate an entire chicken. Two donuts. Nice. All right, well. On that note then, for the Palo Creative Team, thanks for listening to the Palo Buzz. Make sure to like us on social media and visit our website, palocreative.com. Until next time, this has been the Palo Buzz.